0: Hey folks, it's Brentley. And today I want to talk about Jonathan Pentland and Adam Toledo. It's <laughs> Alright folks, this is going to be a particularly difficult one. So I'm going to ask you, please withhold judgment until the end. Consider all the evidence because context matters. And that's going to be the theme of this video. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of jumping to conclusions, a lot of harsh emotional judgments being made on, you know, a two-minute video or a simple screenshot from a larger video. So it's important that we look at everything in the broader context before drawing conclusions. So let's, like, I'll show you the video first if you haven't seen the Jonathan Pentland video. Um, This is where I saw it. Uh, It was labeled a racist U.S. Army sergeant in South Carolina assaults a young black man and says you're in the wrong neighborhood let's take a look go away right now
1: hey they've already been called they're just I'm waiting you let's know go. what maybe you should hang out a little longer we'll let's see how it goes then we won't have to get the report by ourselves What is it you doing here walking then, then walk, walk okay and that's what i was doing so she came out of house. I well out. you've been here like 15 minutes now let's go walk away keep walking Walk, mm-hmm. away. Right, walk away. walk away. right now. You need help? You got this one candy. I'm happy to help you. Uh-uh. We I didn't hit you. There's a difference between pushing. You the You're aggressive on the neighborhood. Someone came running You better walk away. You walk away. You're talking to my wife right now. That's your wife. Walk away. I didn't do Walk away. Walk away. Walk away. Walk away. Walk away. Check it out. You can walk away or I'm going to carry your ass out of here. Dude, what do you want to do? You better not touch or what? Not what are you going to do? You up on me? Let's go walk away. I'm about to do something out. to you. You better start walking. You better start walking right now. I ain't coming after you. You're in the wrong neighborhood, motherfucker. Get out. Get out. Where? Where's your house? What's your address? Maybe we should walk you home. Well, you bet. You want to bet what I can do? I live here, sir. Okay, right now, calendar. you are harassing the neighborhood. I'm not harassing anyone walking through the neighborhood I live in, sir. Where? Okay. But check, check it out. We are a tight-knit community. Okay. We how take care, care of each been other. How long hell a hell of a lot longer than your ass, because I have never seen you before in my life. How long have you been living here? That's Why does that, that business. even matter to you? How long have you been living here? Does does it doesn't matter. You know what? Get the hell out of my face. Get out of my face. You walked up to me. Check it out, motherfucker. I ain't playing with you. You either get your ass moving or I'm going to move you. You smell drunk. You want to bet? You are drunk. I'm about to show you what I can do. I would suggest you better walk you away. Easy. Walk away. Walk away. I'm walking. You keep following me, sir. There's only one way out of here. It's right over there. There's multiple ways out of here, sir. You want to bet? Walk away.
0: So that's the original initial clip that went viral. It's got about almost half a million views in this one copy. And, uh, you know, he immediately doxes this guy, Jonathan Pentland, U.S. Army Sergeant First Class, who's being investigated over a viral video from Columbia, South Carolina. 43 year old Pentland is based at Fort Jackson, Columbia, uh, according to his now-deleted Facebook page. And, uh, you know, immediately Fort Jackson commented, That this is by no means condoned by any service member. We will get to the bottom of this ASAP. Uh, And then there was a press conference that happened. And then he was arrested. So we saw the video, right? He did assault that guy. He pushed him, He shoved him. And then after this video was recorded, he allegedly smacked the phone out of that guy's hand and broke it. So it looks like assault. You know, it, on the surface, it looks like this this large white guy with a shaved head, you know, confronting the smaller African-American dude. It looks racist. And we have no idea what led up to this. Why is Pentland, you know, confronting this dude in the neighborhood? Well, if we do a little digging, if we wait for context to come out, uh, here's some additional context. The man whose name was withheld by authorities, but who is identified as DeAndre on social media, was accused of simple assault for allegedly touching a woman's waist after her shorts had fallen down on April 8th. On April 10th, he was accused of repeatedly picking up a baby and attempting to walk away with it. Lots said the charges would not be prosecuted. In the viral video, his wife can be heard accusing the man of picking a fight with some random young lady nearby, a claim he denies. Appellants have not responded to multiple requests. According to an Instaport, an unnamed white female asked Pentland to confront the man who was then walking on the sidewalk outside of his home in Summit, a community in northeast Columbia, South Carolina. So, frankly, this doesn't seem like a uh, doesn't seem like a racist thing when you start to expand your view into the past a little bit and find out what led up to this. You know, this guy was allegedly harassing a woman, and, and shortly thereafter possibly tried to kidnap a baby who knows after the sheriff announced the assault charge blm protesters rallied outside of pentland's home authorities say most of them were peaceful but vandals in the crowd damaged the home and deputies had to take the family to a safe location and advise that only local residents would be let into the area vandalism including hurling an object through a second story window and smashing exterior lights so more context kind of important right So if we look at this story, Richmond County Sheriff's Department released a statement regarding Summit Community Incident. This is on April 14th. Today is the 16th. Sheriff Lott announced the arrest of the man after the video provided evidence in an assault case. There was sufficient evidence to warrant his arrest. Yes, you can't shove people in public. You can't put your hands on anyone in public. And if that's recorded, that's assault. So sure, he should be charged with assault. However, (laughs) while deputies were on the scene April 12th, two other reports were made that alleged incidents of assault against the victim in this case. Those incidents are be- each being investigated independently. The victim has an underlying medical condition that may explain the behavior exhibited in the alleged incidents. The sheriff's department is working to get him the help that he needs in an attempt to divert him from the criminal justice system. Being confirmed that Pentland is actively serving in the US Army, blah, blah, blah. So he was arrested. So it seems like. You know this individual deandre whatever his name is uh you know he seems a little off if you watch the video he's sort of like like avoiding like you know he's not leaving like why wouldn't you like if i was in somebody's neighborhood where people were asking me to go i go i'm not really interested in being where i'm not wanted um and he doesn't answer the question about you know does he live in the area or not it's not clear you know, where he's from. And if you'll notice, he avoids eye contact, he looks away, he seems to have this almost dissociated, you know, look to him, which does suggest, you know, potentially mental illness or some form of, you know, a mental condition that maybe leads him to think it's okay to touch women inappropriately and walk away with babies. Who knows? Um, But what I think is interesting here is, you know, this kind of plays into the anti-masculine sentiment we're seeing you know again and again online and in other places around around the country you know this guy is ostensibly allegedly you know pentland was defending women in his neighborhood might, one might think that that's an honorable goal now he went about it the wrong way you're not supposed to put your hands on somebody you know unless it's in self-defense and yeah, he should be charged with that. And you know, he he should know better as an army drill sergeant. He should he knew he was being recorded, so he clearly should have never put his hands on the guy. But again, what do you do in this situation when there's a potential predator lurking near your home who has already already allegedly assaulted you know not one but two women in the area, and nothing came of it as a result. You know, this is people say defund the police. But what happens when people, this is what happens when people take, you know, police actions into their own hands. And if the police aren't able to respond or won't respond for whatever reason, then we're going to see more of these kind of incidents where people take the law into their own hands, which is why we need the police to be funded and well-trained and able to respond to situations because we don't want more situations like this, right, folks? So, and you go on and you see that, he was being doxed. He was being judged. Pentland was being judged based on this video, without any sort of uh, any sort of you know context. You know, it was just the video. This two minutes, you know, two minute snapshot of what had occurred over many days, and you know, context does matter, folks. You know, this guy just didn't come up to some dude on the street and start harassing him. That's not what happened. However, that's what the video sort of makes it look like. You see here, Orlando Jones, Jonathan Pentland and his wife were bullying a young black boy. John and his wife did not assault an adult. Both should be arrested. This biased reporting is problematic. Do better. Yeah, biased reporting is problematic. They should do better. We shouldn't jump to conclusions based on a short snippet of a video where we didn't see the lead up. We have no idea what led to this. You know, so it's, it's ridiculous to, for people to jump to the conclusion that this, this white man is just some racist. Because he's white and he has a shaved head. You know, he has a shaved head because he's an army drill sergeant. Like, they kind of have to shave their heads. And you see these tweets. Like, somebody tags the U.S. Army and says, the white man is a soldier from Fort Jackson. They give his name. Is this acceptable behavior for a member of the U.S. Army? Since when is walking while black illegal on a public sidewalk? You know, assaulted him on a public sidewalk. I hope it goes to court. You know, it's kind of crazy how everybody just jumps to the conclusion, that this guy was racist. And then what did happen? You know, what happened as a result of all this assumption? So the guy was doxxed, and then immediately it became, you know, a BLM rally location. Everybody went to his house and just started assuming that the guy was racist. You know, and you want to talk about bullying, folks. When somebody comes into your neighborhood that may be a predator and they happen to be exposed or confronted for that very behavior. And yet somehow they get the automatic presumption of innocence because of their skin color where the other party is automatically assumed guilty because of their skin color. That's the crux of racism. And what we're seeing now is that this spread of critical race theory that automatically white people are assumed to be racist and black people are assumed to be in the right when not 70 short years ago, the opposite was true. And we decried that as a racist injustice. But now somehow it's totally okay. For a, an African American man to assault women, to potentially kidnap or attempt to kidnap babies, and not be confronted—you know—he they said he was assaulted twice before in relation to those incidents. Clearly, this guy is disturbed.
1: And I'm out of your yard, man. I'm out on your territory at this point. Come on, we want to talk to you. Talk to us. We just want to talk. We want to understand something.
0: So here we see, you know, random comments from the peanut gallery. They should also walk up and down the public sidewalk in shifts indefinitely just to assert their right to do so. That is why he assaulted the young man. Context matters. These people don't know what they're talking about. And they're making broad judgments based on a two and a half minute clip without any context whatsoever. Now, that's kind of the same thing that's happening with Adam Toledo. Now, Adam Toledo was a 13-year-old boy who was shot and killed in Chicago uh, back in March. And, you know, about two weeks have passed. This story is updated. Today is the 16th of April, as I said. Adam Toledo was shot uh, the morning of the 29th of March, you know, 2.30 in the morning, 2.38. And, you know, this is the picture that is being shared across the internet. You know, this is him with his hands up. There's no gun in his hands. What is not being shown Is the fact that he had a gun 0.8 seconds prior to this image being shown so here you can see the body camera uh, you know footage shows that he had a gun here that he probably pulled out from behind this is what the officer saw and as he was spinning here towards the officer he tossed it behind this fence and this is where it ended up so Crucial context, which does matter. You know, when you're an officer in Chicago and you're responding to a shots-fired call, and you're chasing a potential suspect down an alley who you believe may be may have been involved in that shooting, you have to assume that they have a gun. And in this case, he did have a gun. Now, when he wasn't able to elude officers, he stopped, wasn't facing the officer. You know, had his hands down. And then pulled the weapon out from behind his, you know, from, from his back waist and spun around. Yes, he tossed it in the process of spinning around and raised his hands empty. But again, there was 0.8 seconds between the moment this happened and when he was shot. That is not enough time for an officer to establish that you are unarmed, especially when he just saw you with the gun. And he's in, he's in the mindset of, okay, this person had just used a gun in a violent crime. So he may be willing to do it again. And and these officers are trained to react as if their life is under threat because that's just the way the training is. And, you know, the training does need to be updated. We do need reform for these officers. I've said this so many times since like 2014, 2015. I've been talking about criminal cops and cops abusing their authority. You know, so I'm not one to simply back the blue, you know, and automatically defend police in any situation. But, in this scenario, in this particular scenario, it's clear the kid had a gun that he spun around with it in his hands that he tossed it you know shortly before raising them empty. but that's again not what is being shown. The picture that's being shown is here, and the narrative is that an unarmed man it was being it was shot was gunned down an unarmed thirteen year old boy with maybe you know uh you know who was registered as a special ed. You know, I wonder if he was in special ed because he actually had a mental disability or if he was in special ed because he never went to class. And this is, like, a big problem here. This is, like, you know, these kids, they get involved in these gangs. They're armed by other adults around them. And then they get into trouble. They get into crime. And they die. article here says they released the... The video showing the officer shooting 13 year old adam whose, whose seemingly empty hands were raised but who appeared to have a gun in his hand just a moment earlier officer who shot adam was wearing a body camera that shows him chasing him down an alley about 2:30 a.m march 29th the, the officer ordered him to stop and show his hands slow motion video of the vi- uh, slow motion version of the video from the body camera shows that adam's standing sideways in a large gap in a wooden fence with what looks like a gun in one of his hands behind his back. The officer on the other side of the alley yells, Drop it! In less than a second, Adam raises his hand as the officer fires. He crumples to the ground, and the officer calls for an ambulance and performs CPR immediately. The officer's video doesn't show Adam throwing away the gun. The boy doesn't appear to be holding a weapon uh, when his hands are raised. So you can see, again... Another video shows him throwing something through a gap in the fence either side, and a video shows an officer discovering a handgun there. Um, another officer's body camera shows 21-year-old Ruben Roman, the man who was with Adam that morning, on the ground in the alley getting handcuffed. So the 13-year-old is running around with a 21-year-old. Uh, Chicago Police Department gave reporters in advance look at the video and other surveillance from the neighborhood um, released them. One version of the officer's body camera video was played in slow motion. Uh, The attorney for the Toledo family said they're exploring legal action against the officer who shot Adam. And here's the narrative. If you're shooting an unarmed child with his arms in the air, it's assassination. Again, when they asked about the slowdown video of the shooting, she acknowledged that Adam appeared to have something that could be a gun, but said the video must be independently analyzed to know for sure. It's not relevant because he tossed the gun, she said. If he had a gun, he tossed it. It is relevant because context matters. If there's only 0.8 seconds between the time you had a gun and when you didn't have a gun, that's not enough time for somebody to make a life or death decision about whether or not they're under threat, especially if the person is in the process of spinning around. Uh, John Catanzara, President of the Internal F- Order Police, said the officer was justified. He's 100% right. The offender still turned with the gun in his hand. This occurred in eight-tenths of a second. Tim Grace, an attorney for the officer, argued that he shouldn't be charged, and I don't think he will be charged. There's always a chance that Kim Fox will make a different decision, and he will do what is politically expedient in her view. I don't know how you can charge a cop who was put in this situation adam toledo had a gun and was turning with the gun the officer had no backup and did what he needed to do when fearing for his life his he is justified in his actions uh the aclu demand a complete and transparent investigation and again we see the the narrative being countered you know the video release showed that police shot adam even though his hands were raised in the air Uh, the people of chicago deserve answers about the events surrounding this tragic interaction the anger and frustration expressed by many in viewing the video is understandable and cannot be ignored. Um, there hasn't been any uh, findings issued by the Civilian Office of Police Accountability yet. Adam's mother, Elizabeth Toledo, had viewed the video. She asked the agency to withhold it from the public, but the agency said it was legally obligated to release it. Interesting. Uh, Toledo didn't talk to reporters after seeing the video, but a lawyer for the family said the experience was difficult and heartbreaking. Uh, Some more on the background on the officer who shot Adams, 34-year-old officer, joined the force in 2015, so he's a six-year veteran. Um, Invisible Institute's website, which tracks police discipline, shows three complaints against the officer in that time, alleging improper searches. One case was deemed unfounded, another was closed with no finding, and a third is pending, according to the website. The officer is a recipient of Superintendent's Award for Tactical Excellence and 47 other commendations. He has a military background. Sometimes this is naming him because he isn't officially accused of wrongdoing. Uh, he was killed after officers responded to a shot spotter gunshot detector alert and saw two people in an alley in the 2300 block of South Sawyer Avenue. Authorities say surveillance video released Thursday shows two people firing at a vehicle after it passed them on the street. Police said only that Adam was in an armed confrontation with an officer. They also released a photo of the handgun that they say he was carrying. In a court hearing, Cook County prosecutor provided more details about the shooting, saying an officer confronted Adam at at the opening in a fence, asked him to show his hands, and the teenager, who stood with his left side, lowered his right hand. When the officer ordered Adam to drop it, he turned toward the officer with the gun in his right hand and shot him. Now. He had the gun and then he dropped it. But again, it's the, the, we're talking about a difference of 0.8 seconds, less than a second here. So when he was shot, technically Adam did not have a gun in his hand. But like I said, is that enough time to make a life and death decision about whether or not someone's gonna shoot at you? I don't think it is, and Rory Miller would agree with me. If you guys don't know Rory Miller, he's a expert on violence and tactical violence with a background in military and law enforcement. He's written many, many books, including uh, Meditations on Violence where he talks about these situations in detail and explains why it's very difficult for us as civilians to sort of make judgments based on these out-of-context clips and, and uh, pictures with, without having all the details. The, the office of the prosecutor failed to fully inform himself before speaking in court. Errors like that cannot happen, and this has been addressed with the individual involved. The video speaks for itself. In the weeks since Adam was killed, the Chicago Police Department has been on alert for possible retaliation by the Latin King's street gang against police officers. According to department documents and sources, the area where Adam was shot is considered to be a Latin King's stronghold. According to prosecutors, Adams was hanging out with Roman, who was on probation for a gun offense. Roman is now charged with child endangerment, reckless discharge of a firearm, and illegal gun possession in the incident. At a court hearing for Roman on Saturday, prosecutors said officers were responding to a gunshot detector that went off because Roman was shooting at a passing car. During a foot chase, Roman dropped red gloves and tests determined that they were covered with gunshot residue. Adam also had gunshot residue on his right hand, the prosecutor said, which is evidence that he had shortly before fired a gun. And it is a shame. You know, it's a terrible tragedy whenever a child is killed but what also is a terrible tragedy is what led up to this child being killed you know these kids in chicago were out of school due to the the illness of last year which is particularly you know disturbing to a lot of people and those school closures mean that kids are much more likely to be out on the street adam comes from a single mother household he lives with his mother and grandparents Uh, Apparently, no father figure in the picture. And when you look at the research into crime and recidivism, it is much more common that young men who don't have a father figure in their lives are likely to be involved with criminal activity or that probably led up to the fact that he got killed by a cop. Now, personally, I tend to believe that the only people responsible are is the individual. It's Adam himself, you know, 13 or not running around at 230 in the morning shooting at cars, having a gun you know that's an adult game and when you are playing adult games you're going to get adult consequences like jail time or death and that's just the sad nature of reality folks it's it's tragic but really there's nobody to blame here but the individual his parents you know his mother unfortunately you know she should have had a tighter leash on her child and the individual perhaps roman who armed him or whoever got him involved in gang violence in the first place these are the individuals that are responsible and the cop was merely you know doing what he was trained to do he's trained to respond to violent individuals who will uh, pose a threat to the community and when you don't obey officer commands you know he should have never ran from the cop first of all he should have never touched the gun in the presence of a cop second of all and he shouldn't have spun around so quickly third of all there's so many things that could have changed that could have led to a a more positive outcome for Adam. But either way, this is where we're at now, and people immediately want to jump to accusations of racism, of police brutality, when it's just not justified. And there are many situations where those accusations are justified, but by focusing on ones where they're not, it makes the uh, reforming of the police and it makes the likelihood that we're actually gonna get meaningful reform less likely. It's counterproductive. You know, Andy No does a lot of coverage. You know, from the uh, from the right perspective, he gives you know conservative uh, conservative coverage, and often his tweets are very fact based. He doesn't go into any sort of editorialization. You know, here he says, Chicago police have released the body camera footage of the police shooting uh, death of an armed teen, Adam Toledo, who was known in gang circles as a Lil Homicide and Biv B Diablo. Or Baby Diablo, I'm not sure how you pronounce B-V-B-Y. You know, and this guy, Mr. Online himself, says, I can't think of a single punishment severe enough to match the depravity of Andy Noe's fascism, and all I can hope for is that someone much more creative than I am will be in charge of that someday. Calling for the death of somebody who's just talking about an event. Another day, and Andy Noe is still breathing. His home address was leaked, so fingers crossed Inshallah. We will boil him soon. Alhamdulillah. I don't know what that means. How many years will it be until Twitter suspends Andy? You know, for dating facts. I think Andy may disappear from suspicious circumstances while walking down a dark alley before Twitter suspends him. Someone needs to blank, blank, blank. Andy, no, blank, blank, blank. I'd like to solve the puzzle. And more. You know these are so many threats. Throw a cement block at his head next time. Give him some actual physical trauma. Andy's just mad because the only memorial he'll get is a urinal on top of his grave. So you can see this is this is a private message sent to him. Uh, I hope someone caves in your effing head with a rock the next time the next protest you show up to. Trying not to call Andy No a racial slur. I mean, folks. This is not appropriate behavior to respond to somebody who's covering an event factually you know andy know is doing what he thinks is right by just stating the facts and this is how people respond you know and here we see adam toledo was 13 and had his empty hands raised The police shooting isn't justified omitting context this is how i replied that he had a gun 0.8 seconds beforehand and tossed it while spinning toward the cop That he had fired that gun earlier in the evening, confirmed by a residue test, and that Adam was in a gang and had been missing for days before he was killed. Parents, Mia. That was another thing that I I read in a story. I don't have it pulled up right now. So this story comes from Chicago CBS Local. It's fresh today. It was published at 6.10 a.m. this morning. Now it is uh, shortly after noon. Adam Toledo, a 7th grader at Gary Elementary School, was shot in the chest and killed by a Chicago police officer on Monday, March 29th, in an alley. Family attorney said that Adam lived with his mother, grandfather, and two siblings. Adam wanted to become a police officer. He was reported missing by his mother, Elizabeth Toledo, on Friday, March 26. He had returned home the following day, but his mother did not call the police to report he had returned home. Officers found he was home when they called the home to check on the missing persons report filed the night before. On March 31st, detectives again called Elizabeth Toledo to say the description of her son resembled an unidentified person in the morgue. Elizabeth then told detectives that she hadn't seen her son since he had left home again, either late on March 27th or early on March 28th. She did not report him missing a second time. So, folks, do you know where your children are? Because apparently Elizabeth did not, and she didn't even have the wherewithal to report the the missing, the fact that he went missing a second time. You know, this doesn't speak to me of responsible parenting, you know, and and ultimately, folks, as parents, you are responsible for your young children. If they are under the age of 18, you are responsible for knowing where they are. You're responsible for making sure they are taken care of, that they are housed, clothed, fed, that they are educated. You know, this is all part and parcel of the parent package, and it's a terrible tragedy that this is how the young man's life ended, but hopefully it serves as an example of what not to do when confronted by police. And it you know, warns everyone that these lockdowns are dangerous and that they will encourage the likelihood of children to get involved in gang activity, especially in homes where the parents are not able to pay as much attention to the kids as they should. So I'll leave it there, folks. Context matters. That's the theme of the video. You, know, you may hate me. You may disagree with me. You may call me all sorts of names because of how I cover the stories. Uh, that 's okay you know you 're allowed to have your terrible opinions <laughs> frankly, um, but please leave them in the comments below. If you agree with me, if you thought I did a fair job of covering these stories don 't forget to like the video uh, and share it on your social media. Share if you dare, share if you are so bold because that 's the only way that this channel grows. You know the controversial social commentary is not appreciated by the YouTube and the the algorithms they don 't like it so I'm going to do it anyway, but please, any help you can provide to the channel just by a share, a like, or a comment, I really do appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe if you liked it and you want for more. Um, Also, I have a new podcast with my boyfriend. It's called Dangerous Rhetoric. You can find it. uh, I'll drop a link in the description below, but you can also find it. It's here on YouTube, but it's also on Rumble and Minds. You can find it by searching for Dangerous Rhetoric Pod. Uh, I'll drop links in the description below and uh give a listen we have longer it's more of a long form discussion of different things and we get into uh some i have another segment called cringe of the week where we share cringy things that we find so check it out give it a look don't forget to like subscribe and follow that podcast as well and i'll be back again soon with another video probably even today because i got to talk about james o'keefe love you bye-bye